This is Saturday morning's must-listen form hour. Set to go. Ready. Racing. The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Well, welcome to the Melbourne Racing Panel. Six minutes after eight, Caulfield Guineas Day and a big 10 race card. Dean Lester to join us shortly. David Gately and Jamie Rogers from the tab to guide us through the big card at Caulfield. Firstly, good morning to you, Gator. Hello, mate. How's the morning doing? I heard no rattling and sound effects in the background there. You haven't found the coffee shop yet? Uh, humble apologies for that. I know you're used to uh, chaos in the background, but... Uh... No, the lovely Manly uh, Pacific Hotel doing very good things as far as quiet goes. And the 17th coffee has all been made, so we're good to go. Jamie Rogers from the tab. A big week, no doubt, with uh, with interest in a number of these races. Futures coming to hand, particularly with the Caulfield Guineas. How's the week been for you, Jamie? Yeah, good morning, Warren, and good morning to all the listeners. What an exciting day ahead today with the Caulfield Guineas. One of the best days on the racing calendar, and we've seen some really interesting movement. We've seen the power of Dean Lester, guys. Yesterday on The Breakfast Club, he put as his Ramaruffy Nanagai Race 3, number 3, and it was $8.50 at the time. It is now into $4.80 favourite, so a lot of support there. And Race 9, number 5, I Wish I Win, is the best-backed runner of the entire day. We'll have Dino to, to join us shortly. Gator, first of all, uh, heavy 10 at, at Randwick also. We'll get your thoughts on that after 9 o'clock. At least that meeting's going ahead. Yeah, look, uh, credit where it's due. I mean, obviously unprecedented, literally, uh, the rainfall. And I think 60% of the days this year have had rain. It's, um, it's been savage. But, uh, look, uh, prayers to all those struggling with the floods. As far as horse racing goes, the track. Um, and the staff there are doing an amazing job given, um, you know, Noah's Ark sort of conditions. Just some uh, connection problems with Dino. So we'll get Dino shortly and we'll catch up on any selections we haven't got from Dino, but uh, we'll hear from Dino shortly. Gator, in the first, we'll get uh, Jamie's thoughts on the market shortly. Two-year-olds in the debutante stakes over the 1,000 metres. The scratching is number four, Camila. Jamie, what is the market telling us about these debutantes? Well, at this stage, Warren, off the back of that scratching, which was a 15 cent deduction, that actually hasn't impacted the market too much. So Heuristic, which is number two at $4.60, is the best backed runner in this race. It is a, a small field of six runners and five of those are under that double figure price. The favorite is the three, King's Gambit at $2.90. And between those two, Heuristic's the best backed, but the favorite as well, seeing a bit of support. Gator, I won't ask you for a speed map in a race where we haven't seen any of these horses under race conditions, but what have you been able to dissect from the horses that you have seen and and their work leading into the debut? Yeah, well, I should uh, preface anything by saying all three two-year-old races last week I got wrong. So, um, yeah, uh, the trial form and the jump-out form is all there for us to see, and we're we're thankful for that, but um, it doesn't tell the whole story, as we know, and, you know, they're often not under uh, any sort of pressure, and and that can be obviously what separates the uh, the wheat from the chef, so to speak. I thought King's Gambit's uh, trial looked good. Um, he, he certainly looks a, a nice type to my I mean, untrained eye. He's got a nice size. He looked good running over the leader in a Warwick Farm trial. They're in useful time for the day as well, um, with gaps behind. So, look, I've lent that way. Uh, Stable certainly know how to get them up and running early. Uh, she's all shenanigans. Is that a couple of jump outs? Led one of the latest. Uh, late September it was. wasn't overly pressure, uh, pressured. Uh, ran about three lengths quicker than Prince Dahalo that morning as well. But again, 
you know, those uh, those relative times brought a few undone last week. There's Princess Dahalo, who's close up in a jump out here. Had a key rival, Heuristic, behind um, her and probably went better than, than him, uh, but underestimated the Godolphin two-year-old last weekend at one. Adeem ran home nicely and it's jump out to, from off speed. So, yeah, certainly some talent shown. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. For the record, I went 3-7-5-1. and one. Three, seven, five, and one from Gator. We're able to welcome Dean Lester into the preview of Caulfield Guineas Day. Firstly, good morning, Dino. Yeah, good morning, Warren. Lovely, fashionably late entrance from you there. Good morning That's to you, it. first of all. How are you seeing the first? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, King's Gambit. I thought uh, he trolled pretty well uh, at Warwick Farm. He looks ready to go. Uh, I love the way the Snowdens educate their horses and uh, they're always up and going, especially in these early races. Princess Juhello just looks like a filly that wants to do everything right from Barrier 1. Can, uh, I think, use that gate. Uh, She's All Shenanigans was clicked up in her most recent jump out and went very well. And Heuristic, you wouldn't back him off his jump out at Flemington, but was down the straight and he was hanging off the pack towards the inside and all he wanted to do for the 800 metres was run back to the inside rail. So he really wasn't concentrating. I think uh, he could uh, improve sharply around a turn. I'm wary of him. So it's a, an interesting race. Uh, I'll be watching and learning. Three, five, seven, and 2. They're Dean Lester's numbers. Three, five, seven, two, three, seven, five, and 1 from David Gately. I'll be looking and learning also. But I do think that number 5, Princess Duhello, looks a really willing participant, as Dino said. She just seems to want to do everything right in the jump outs. 5 for me ahead of 7. She's all shenanigans, who trialled quite nicely on the same morning as Princess Duhello at Flemington recently. Three Kings Gambits had that official trial at Warwick Farm and two heuristic, certainly not off the jump out, but from the talent and uh, hanging out down the straight, as Dean said, certainly a forgive jump out. Five, seven, three and two in a race where we've got plenty to learn. Race one on the car to Caulfield. Race two's over the 1,400 metres. It's the weekend hustler at listed level. Scratchings are numbers three and nine. Jamie, what's the market telling us in race two? Well, Warren, those scratchings haven't impacted the market at all. So the one is Azar at $14. Where the support is coming through is for the favourite, number two in Old Flame. It was $3.90, now into $2.30. The four purple sector has remained solid at that $7 price. Regards, Marie, at $11. Where we've seen a little bit more support is a bit further down the page in number 12, Cardinal Gem at $5.50. But Warren, it is a very well-backed favourite in this race. And Gator open-minded coming out might change a little bit of the dynamic of the race. How are you reading the speed here? It still looks good speed, though, doesn't it, with uh, Mavada. Um, he's at his best when he rolls along, an imperial lad. Asa probably takes the trail now and should get a good run. Purple Sector's the other one who can certainly go forward. Old Flame won't be far away either. So um, expecting a truly run 1,400-metre race the second. What are we doing here? Look, I'm going to tip Cardinal Gem. Uh, I know the, the ratings tell you he's... He's not well-weighted, but, uh, you know, he's every bit as good as Jimmy the uh, uh, the Bear. I know Jimmy beat him twice last prep, but um, you can argue strongly Cardinal Jim should have beaten him both times. Uh, Jimmy's a 94-rated, Cardinal Jim a 77, but it just shows you, I think, um, where the ratings have, have taken a bit of time to catch up to the, to the horse's ability. And this horse had a gap between runs into his really good third, here two runs ago he covered a lot of ground from a, from a long way out and then went to Flemington savaged the line with his 58 really strong win Old Flame wore down a key rival in Purple Sector Fresh then a month off into the Shannon and leader controlled it to some extent did beat the equal Group 1 Epsom winner Ellsberg into third 
He's a, he's a very genuine horse. He's not a star, but he's a good trier. Regards, Marie. Had his chance fresh, but it was a really strong race run in fast time. He can win. Purple Sector, he must be flying if he's going well on soft tracks because he is length better on drier. Unfortunately, again, some rain leading into the meeting just has me shuffling him down again. But he does have a good three-and-a-half-kilo weight swing on Purple... Uh, sorry, on Old Flame. And he chased top rank last time. There's that Epsom form again. So he's going well. 12, 2, 5, and 4. How are you seeing the second, Dino? Uh, I like Old Flame. Uh, I thought uh, his performance last start was good and just back 100 metres suits. He does go up three and a half kilos, but maps for a great run. I think he's the one to beat. I think Jimmy the Bear will run well. He's had two uh, or, uh, trials since his most recent run, uh, Benella, and then Patrick Payne venturing to Wagga with him uh, to have a jump out there or trial, and he uh, trialed beautifully, and he's going to get a great run here, and he's a winner. He's won six of 11, so he'll run well. Uh, five regards, Maria. I just thought he was too close at Sandown for him. I, I think the draw here suggests that they'd ride him quieter, and that's when he's at his best. And uh, Cardinal Jem, who was very good at Flemington, and uh, he's progressing well. He's there with a chance, but uh, I think Old Flame uh, can win and looks one of the better bets of the day. Two, seven, five, and twelve. Dean Lester's numbers: two, seven, five, twelve. David Gately with number twelve. Cardinal Gem ahead of two, five, and four. I'm with Old Flame. Also, the the Epsom form line with a couple of runners here looks at a terrific form reference. He's only third up from a good draw, so two for me. Old Flame ahead of seven. Jimmy the Bear. You don't often see Paddy Payne take horses to Wagga, but he looked to trial well there. He's had a couple of hitouts to keep him up to the mark between runs. Cardinal Gem's a beauty. He'll probably be a little bit off speed, but he'll be strong late. And four, Purple Sector, whose form ties in with Old Flame and also times in with a dead heater in the Epsom. Two, seven, twelve and four for me in race two. Race threes for the three-year-old fillies over the 1,200 metres, the thoroughbred club stakes. Scratchings, Jamie, are numbers seven and eleven. How does the market look here? Well, Warren, this has been so interesting watching this market. Nana Guy, number three. Yesterday, Dean said it was his roughie on the Breakfast Club, and at that point, it was $8.50. It's now into $4.80 favourite. The five English Riviera was the $5.50 favourite, has now gone out to $7.50. And Kin was a similar story, the 10, $7.50, now into $6.50. And we've seen a little bit of support for the 16 sweetened at $11.00. But it is a very well-supported now favourite, Nanagai, at $4.80. The market here, Dino, I think there's going to be reasonable speed here. Lady Laguna, Troach will be somewhere there. English Riviera will roll across from that wider draw. So I think they'll be setting a, at least a, a reasonable tempo, even Adonsos Rouge is capable of being somewhere there. And, uh, gee, I wish I'd have got the price that Dino was talking about yesterday, but I think that, uh, that Nana Guy's got a terrific chance. She was very good winning last start down the straight at Flemington and her runs at stakes level leading into that maiden victory at, at Geelong just to kick off this preparation had been terrific. So no doubt she's up to this class. She proved that last time and I'm with her. Number three ahead of ten, Kin, who has to now stretch out to 1,200 metres, but the stable are very good at assessing their horses and she's still relatively lightly raced and at this stage of her career I don't think we can knock her at the 1,200 metres. She was most unlucky at 1,000 metres behind winner takes it all. Caulfield here last start. 12 say Majik's got the form line through Nanagai. There's probably not going to be a, a lot between them and she's capable of taking advantage of that inside draw and I put uh, number uh, I've got six here on my list which is not right. Number 16 sweetened I've got in as next best. Apologies for a typo that no one else can see. 3, 10, 12 and 16 for me in the third. Dino how are you seeing the, the fillies? We know that Nanagai was, was your value this time yesterday. 
Yeah, I thought she should be favourite. No, she is now. Um, I'm hoping I'm right. I think she's got a great chance. I'm just looking for the strong fillies here, and I think uh, I really want to play this race. Nanagai and Sweetened. And their form ties in. They both beat a horse called Miss Suddenly when they won their maidens at Geelong. So Nanagai then went to Flemington, was really good. I think she's just got to stay out of trouble, get to the, get a bit of room in the straight. She'll be strong late. I don't mind the wide draw at all for Sweetened. I think uh, she'll just uh, blend into the race and she's the danger. Uh, you could have a little something on her as a saver, but uh, I like Nanagai to beat Sweetened. Uh, of the rest, I think Lady Laguna, I thought she charged too far forward, two starts back. Then last start, they took a sit on a night where you wanted to be leading. So I just don't think everything's gone quite right for her. And all of a sudden, she's you know, quite big odds. And number eight, Hellhound, who I thought ran pretty well at Flemington. And the 1,200 metres is at least going to suit. I think a few of these will be battling at the end of 1,200 metres. And that's why I really like Nanagai and uh, Sweetened. Three, sixteen, four, and 8. How are you lining up the fillies here, Gator? Oh, look, with, with a lot of difficulty, I mean, um, I mean they, they're all crossing the line together, aren't they, uh, these fillies? Um, look, I think Trosh is the one over the odds. I know she's been up a lot longer than a few of the others, but um, she's just a really good on-speed mess. Uh, Philly, she runs time. Uh, she chased Queen of the Ball last time. I think she'd be a short price favourite here, Queen of the Ball. She thrashed English R- Riviera. Well, beat it comfortably. Um, so, yeah, I think she'll go forward and give us a great side at, at near double figures. Nanagui wide, all honours hers in the maiden win. Charged home, a sectional terrific two. Uh, the quickest last to two 200 splits to win the Captain Teeb. Uh, with many of those key rivals obviously behind her. Third was Typhoon Tipmus, who chased a good filly last week at, at Flemington. And unbeaten on soft ground, probably the other key point. Uh, Sweetened took some time to wind up, but won well. And there's that Miss Suddenly form, Dino's referenced that. I think Mumbai Jewel is a silly price here. Luckless in the Atlantic Jewel. And battled well in a guinea's lead up. Wasn't far off uh, the filly that beat Typhoon Titmus uh, in the manifold last week. So I think she's the best blowout. But certainly Hellhound, uh, same mag- you know, magic, and I could go on. I found it tricky. Keen to play some exotics, though. Two, three, sixteen, and six. Race three, the Thoroughbred Club stakes for the three-year-old fillies. David Gately's numbers are two, three, sixteen, and six. Dean Lester with numbers three, sixteen, four, and eight. My numbers are three, ten, twelve, and sixteen. 20 after 8 and RSN 927. We'll keep working our way through a big Caulfield Guineas card after this break.